0: Hi, you're listening to Only Therapists in the Building, a podcast brought to you by Connect Counseling Center in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, here to demystify therapy and the people who do it for a living. y'all. Okay, okay. Very okay. okay. oh hey, quiet. Quiet on the set. And and okay. Welcome to Only Therapists in the Building, a podcast brought to you by three mental health professionals who work at Connect Counseling in Mount julia Tennessee. I am Beck Sharp, and I'm here with Jen Caster and Tommy Johnson.
1: What up?
0: <laughs> I, like, I like shimmy. No one can see. I oh. no one can see me. I really did appreciate that little bit of choreography. Thanks. It that made was it good. feel special.
1: I mean, it felt timed, but it's fine.
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. All
1: right. Sorry. Pulling no, out the genuine. gloves too early. I'm here. To see this I'm time. here
2: being myself.
1: Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Authenticity is amazing, and I apologize, and I forever will be... Guilty? I don't
2: know. <laughs> I'm just going to let you see what happened with that. Yeah, I was going to keep going. I was going good to see where that went, yeah, definitely. I went, it, was too, it was too
1: long. I apologize.
0: Oh Well, we are here today to... Talk about, and I just went totally blank <laughs> what gets you psyched up, Tommy.
1: Boop, 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 <laughs> boop, 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 Yes, today we are starting we with the electric subject of what's on your get psyched mix. Ooh. And the reason behind this, Dr. Jen and I were talking about this. I went into full radio mode. I'm sorry. <laughs> <You did>. um, <laughs> I, I mean, I
0: really admire that. I mean, it you know, was that. good. Your voice yeah, is good. Though. I
1: mean, Love being a DJ. Uh, <laughs> DJ on the weekends, you know, with the fam. Um, <laughs> with my iPod <laughs> shuffle. Um no, but we we wanted to first off. I mean, get psyched. Mix what we mean by that is kind of you know what's on your you know your your playlist or your your music list where um, you know there is different songs that kind of help you out, get you get you motivated, get you get you out the door, but also potentially you know what are some of those healing songs or some of those you know uh, I know for for one I love music. It's something that really is, is is therapeutic for me, and I know that that's something that Jen, you and I were talking about as well, kind of the importance of you know music and just like different aspects of of how it can help in in recovery and ongoing, um, you know, therapy.
2: Yeah. So I love the educational, (laughs) the educational part of all of this. There was more choreography there. No one saw it.
1: (laughs) It was good. Um, So when Tommy and
2: I were talking about this, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a great topic because Music, so I'm sure we've all had that experience where we're listening to music and we're either in a really good mood or in a really bad mood and like one song can turn it around. Um, And it feels a a little bit like magic. That's one thing that I wanted to say or wish I had said on our last podcast, like therapy is a little bit magic. So there's some science behind that, right? So I'm sure everyone has heard of dopamine, serotonin, all those feel-good chemicals. So when we do things we enjoy, like listen to music, when there's a particular happy song or... Um, something that is meaningful to us, those chemicals are released in our brain and it legitimate le- <laughs> legitimately <laughs> legitimately makes us feel better. it legitimately like adds some kind of, I want to say, like, physically changes our brain in a way mm-hmm. that that helps us to be a little bit happier, be a little bit more understood or whatever. Um, so as we kind of talk about our own Get Psyched playlists and, and all that kind of stuff, like, yes, it's fun and it's great to talk about music and we love it. But there's science behind it. Yes. Um, and it very much does what we're saying it does there is scientific backing there um so I just wanted to share that little bit little bit of info little tidbit about how music can truly very real life make us feel better make us feel more understood make yeah.
0: us feel heard and seen and all of that that wonderful stuff oh, I love that it's the intersection of science and magic mm. Mm. which isn't science just magic
2: or magic just science depending oh. on how you look at it Let's forget about the topic for today guys. Yes. <laughs> that.
1: magic. Do you believe in magic? I mean, if you girl's really heart. did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh- Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, but I do. I do believe yeah, yeah, in magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 So why don't you get us started off and tell us what is on your Get Psyched uh, playlist. I was scared that general. you guys were going to ask me this. Mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. After You're, you spoke after so the science stuff, like, I was like, right, yeah. right. girls? Uh, yeah, I here. need to science Yeah, I need to know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's a science girl now. <laughs> <laughs> um, That'd be really funny <laughs> if we called doctor science.
2: It would not be that funny.
1: Not that In this moment,
2: no, okay. So, I was thinking actually in the car right here because I was listening to it, thinking about my like get psyched mix and the thing that like hypes me up during the day. Um, and I realized that it's very like not for children.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I had some similar thoughts when I was going over my own get psyched playlist, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
2: yeah, not for kiddos. Um, but like, okay, Taylor Swift is on there, like, Mm. yeah. I did something bad or no body no crime. Um or um what are some of her other favorites? Changes. Shake it off? I was I was not that era of Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, Swift. me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come into my <laughs> I didn't come into my Taylor Swift era until red, which <sighs> Let's just not talk about that. We could right have a now. whole episode just wow. about We could. Taylor, that. if you're listening, I want to be your therapist. Yeah. Um, T Swift. No. So there's lots Fart. of Taylor Swift on there. Um, there's lots of just like, again, I feel like I always bring the girls into it. Mm-hmm. Just like really empowered women being like, this thing happened and I'm going to sing a song about it. And I'm like, yes, you are. Yes. And you're right. I'm also going to sing, gonna sing song. this song about it. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So lots and lots of stuff like that. Um, there's some Broadway stuff on there. I'm super obsessed with Six right now, yes. so there's a lot of that. Um, I think kind of the common the common theme mm-hmm. in my psych up mix is it's that it's it's super fast paced. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot of like really like <laughs> vengeful or happy depending on how you look at it <laughs> emotion, and it like like pushes you forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I love. There's Liz like a driving Roberts.
0: force to it. Yeah. Yeah, it whether makes it's you, happiness or vengeance. Yeah,
2: it makes you want to like go get stuff done. You yes. know, whether that's like going for a run, doing a workout, or like stomping out some negative self cognitions. Mm. Like, let's go. Yeah, Tommy, what about you? I love
1: that. I like that. I like that. No, that's 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 really good. Um, I I mean, I definitely there's different songs that I like to you know rock out to and kind of like I, like we were saying like revs us up. You know, um, some of those are poppy. You know, I mean. Pfft. Throw on some, you know, throw on some black eyed peas. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just come on. You know, I got a feeling. I sure do. And I feel good now, you know. But, um, no, but but kind of just thinking of like individual songs. Because for me, and I've done this um, before in the past with um, with clients. And I think it's so, I think it's because I think it's so fun. But just basically like, hey, what's one, like the song per year for your life mm. and like why you oh, know because there's like we were talking about there's so much also like nostalgia yeah. you know that comes and, and I know we don't want to like live in nostalgia and all that but it's so interesting to kind of think kind of just, just as you're in reflection mode and so I think for me there's so many songs that are just like they just like hit me you know it's just mm-hmm. like whoa and so I was just thinking of a few. And uh, the first one, I mean, the first one that popped in, into my mind is Roll Away Your Stone by Mumford and Sons. And and so if you're not familiar with that song, I mean, it's just completely this, you know, this idea of um, talking about grace and talking about how this person has been, you know, perceived one way and, and pushed basically into, you know, you you have to act this way. And and by the end, they're like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of be my own person and using this stone metaphor, um, which is obviously kind of a reference to, you know, the resurrection and all this, you know, religiosity, but um, really an interesting, you know, take and, and it is really important to me. But um, I love the song Midnight City by M83. And I don't know if y'all know that That's song, but it's like, do 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 Da, da, do, do, do. That's all I can do. Again, <laughs> copyright. You um, can only do two <laughs> seconds. Um, it, I can put that jam on. Listen, y'all. I can put that jam on at any point, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like I'm snapping my fingers, I'm ready to go. I can take care of of the world, you know. Take care of the world. Uh, very codependent. Uh, <laughs> He's working on, that. working on that. Working on that. No, I can. Uh, I'm just ready. I'm ready to go. And so it's a. It's really. It's a great one. It's just. It's not much to it, but it's. It's really uh, impactful. The song "Zombie" by the Cranberries. Oh yes. Yes. Can we just say? A classic. Can That's we a just one. say "Zombie" by the Cranberries? Can get me going. Best one, yeah. I mean, it's just. Oh. Man, yeah, so, I love it. Uh, Gregory Allen Isakov is one of my favorite songwriters. He um, he writes, I mean, it's, it's some of his stuff is more chill and low-key, but just, just incredible. And then my last two, I was just going to say, um, I wasn't always into, like, rap and hip-hop when I was growing up, and um, I I... I'm sad about that, um, but um, I would say two people that I listen to now, and a lot of it is because going back to what we were talking about last time, uh, mm-hmm. is storytelling. Is uh, I listen to Mac Lamar and Kendrick Lamar, mm. and yeah. those two in particular to me is because it's not just kind of like hooks and, and like you know it's storytelling, rap. yeah, right. It's very much this narrative of their life or of recovery or whatever you know they're kind of discussing. And so for me, I mean, those get me so hyped just because it's like again kind of that reflection piece, but also then again kind of just this musicality of like how how great they are, but yeah, I think that that's me. And now, Beck.
0: Oh yes, my my own psych Up playlist. So mine would fall probably under three broad categories, and it's very eclectic. Um, I also have a lot of songs that I realized are not necessarily like family friendly. <laughs> so I will just say there is a broad category featuring artists such as. Cardi B (laughs) or (laughs) Doja Cat or SZA Uh, and I really enjoy listening to those when I don't know I need some you know boss energy let's just say um can't necessarily name specific song titles because of obscenity concerns (laughs) but (laughs) so those are on the list (laughs) right Okay, this is a strange one. I realize I might be alone in this, but one of my total psych-up songs is the Queen of the Night's aria from Mozart's The Magic Flute. Yes! Because the Queen of the Night is a baddie.
2: Yes! And she... Can I revise my list? (laughs) Yeah,
0: It's just such a moment of just virtuosity. Like, oh, you're bringing your puny voice to this aria fight? Like, witness the soprano. It's so intimidating and wonderful. Um, It also makes me feel like I'm capable. I feel so
1: uncultured right now. And I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) yes, whatever (laughs) you say.
0: (laughs) So, yes, I only pose as a cool person. I actually saved my babysitting money to buy leather bound copies of Thomas Hardy novels and opera recordings in high schools. As one should. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. And vintage bassoons.
0: I mean, of course. And then I would say the third category um, is probably going to be some like 1970s British glam rock. So throw some Roxy Music in there, throw some David Bowie in there. The one that's in constant rotation right now is the Sprain Eno track called Needle in the Camel's Eye. It's just really fun, energetic, like, I don't know, it, it's feel good music for me. And it makes me, I don't know, just feel good and feel capable. taking on the day so that's awesome
2: well so as Beck promised in our intro today we have a wonderful wonderful guest with us Um, Kristen Harper yay Hi, (laughs) is joining us today she is our intake coordinator Um, I think there's another title to that right
3: is that still your I'm title? the intake director of myself, because I'm the only one. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so out. You are She's your own no. boss. She, she is the intake
2: director of everyone. <laughs> of myself. Of everyone. <laughs> director of me. <laughs> I'm giving her credit where credit is due. She's the intake director. Right. right, right. Um, and she has so uh, lovingly um, decided to join us today to talk about just a bunch of different things,
3: um, but kind of this journey of therapy. But Kristen, what is your... Psych up playlist. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I get to go last. Um, <laughs> Zombies for sure. I cannot believe I didn't even think of that. That's like one yes. of my favorite songs of all time. But I would say my number number one would be Dog Days Are Over. <gasps> oh. Because yeah. that just like takes me back. Like that's a great reflection one because I think of like well, I think anybody can interpret any song differently, but to me I think about like my career and like all the crap you have to go through, you know, to get to where you are. And mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. I was like with the dogs and like now I'm with the horses like you oh. guys like oh. dogs <laughs> oh. are just as
2: cool as horses. They
3: are. <laughs> but horses are bigger. So metaphorically metaphorically. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. OK. No, I yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Timeline wise, yeah. not, no, you know, awesome. capability or anything, but just growth, you know. So I don't know. I just I feel like I went through a lot to get to where I am. And so mm. I just I love that song. It takes me through there. Um, anything Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Oh. I just oh, yeah. love his style so much and I could just
1: yeah. listen to will anything. Will you will anything. you do my uh, the shot, last shot. Wait, I don't know how to say it anymore. Never mind. I'm out.
3: What are you talking about? <laughs> the Hamilton, Hamilton. Song. My shot. It's my shot, right? My I'm shot. I'm away my shot. Shot. I my, shot. my shot. That one? Yeah, yes. well,
1: you do the whole song for us, please.
3: <laughs> no, we don't have time.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so oh I can't. I can't. Say that that's
3: my favorite one. So, like, yeah. I don't want to. It's, it's not your favorite. What's your favorite song seven, on Hamilton? Six. Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't know if that's yeah. my favorite one. Yeah. That one's hard. I feel like I like the side I really ones like the best, you know. work. Oh, yes. <laughs> one of really my
2: favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, Angelica killed it. Angelica oh. Tyler <laughs> sisters are just oh,
1: yeah. Girl goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. A, yeah, that, is that is a hurricane. Is that the uh, mm-hmm. our oh, yeah, good.
3: They're also good. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't I can't. I know. So everything I can't. his entire body of work counts Anything. as yeah. like one in. Vivo. Right. <laughs> yes. Like I've yes. all seen Vivo. You got me into
2: that, yeah love all of Lynn, that. if you're also listening to this, we would also love to be your therapist. Thank you. <sighs> yes. yes,
1: you can come on the uh, podcast next week if you'd like. Um, we'll fax That's you. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we'll we'll uh, will fax you from 1998.
1: Yeah, we'll space you. Don't. Uh, I've already added you. <laughs> you're in my top eight. <laughs> that now that is an old joke. Okay. Ooh, uh,
3: literally, no one will know what you're talking about. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure, for sure. Totes, totes, totes.
3: I also like Demi Lovato. Um, mm. I don't personally, like, relate to everything she talks about, but I appreciate her putting everything out there, and she's a really good singer. Like, she has a great voice, so. Right. Her, too.
1: Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. She the, is she Skyscraper? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a good song. I remix
3: that song a lot. I like that. Skyscraper. Cheese Grater.
1: like you're made of cheese
3: (laughs) Tomater she's fun to rhyme so So now that we
0: have like heard about each other's get psyched playlist which by the way I'm gonna have to add some stuff to my Spotify before the drive home Um, I was wondering what gets you psyched in therapy like in the therapy room in the sessions like as a therapist Right. What gets you psyched?
1: I'll go, yeah, no, that's good. Okay. <laughs> She's like, no, I really want to I'm excited to know. about it. She's like, this topic, you better Tommy. answer this and be psyched about it. Be no, um, psyched about it.
0: I demand enthusiasm, not just an answer. Here I am. Okay? Here I am.
1: Okay. Showing <laughs> up. Um no, I, I, I like this this topic because I think that obviously from the last time, you know, talking about how we got into it. And and honestly, when I when I got into, you know, learning about therapy, I think, you know, I mean, yes, good intentions, but I was also like, I will fix the people, you oh, know? Of <laughs> I shall
0: heal the world yeah we're all gonna be your when we start out. <laughs> showing
1: again <laughs> Tommy we need to talk
0: it. about your relationship with the world
3: <laughs> I, I think
1: it's fine I think you're fine hey yeah like,
3: do <laughs> what you want hey, do hey you want.
1: don't worry don't worry I've dropped the savior uh, mentality but I did carry it for a long time um no, but, um, yeah, so when I went into my grad program, I I very much, um, you know, had this kind of behavioral idea of, like, I'm going to help people, you know, fix themselves, change mm. themselves. That's why, that's why you know, like that Instagram post of, like, yeah. you need to change, it was like, no, you know, <laughs> and it's because it was. It was, like, me kind of going back and being like, no, you know, that's not mm. kind of how I feel about it anymore, you know, yeah. in, a, in a real, um, you know, change-related way. I don't see it like that. And I remember uh, we were learning about all the different models of therapy. And it was uh, in a class called Family Therapy One. <laughs> hey, um, and uh, one of my favorite professors, uh, mentor of mine now, um, she uh, she taught us about uh, internal family systems. And if you're un- unfamiliar, internal family systems was created by uh, Dr. Richard Schwartz. He was a um, he was a family therapist. He was working with systems. Um, And he was, he was working with disordered eating. And so one of, you know, his clinic and his clients, you know, were people Mm -hmm. that were struggling with anorexia nervosa and uh, bulimia. And he, so he he very much, you know, was kind of on the forefront of like using strategic therapy, which basically was, you know, hey, um, you know, negative reinforcement or, you know, so like if you throw up, you know, you have to pay me or, hey, throw up as many times as you can. Very, very like, you know, as we think about it now, we're like, whoa, yeah that's so traumatic. And like, <laughs> but, but that was like kind of where they were at and yeah. they were like trying to help these folks or whatever. But he yeah. he too was like, this isn't working. Yeah, this <laughs> he was like, like, yeah. There has to be a better way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, guys, can we cut this out? <laughs> um, and it's and, and, and because he started listening to his clients and to their families. And he was like, you know, um, you know, w- what's going on for you? You know, what, what's 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 going on? And, and they kept ta- telling him about kind of these voices or these these things that were happening inside of them that were these, you know, kind of the critic, the person mm-hmm. that was telling them kind of like all the flaws and the things that were going wrong with them. And making them perfectionists and giving them, you know, all these attitudes or whatever. And then there's this, this firefighter, this, this thing that was really just trying to quiet all of the feelings down, you know, and they've got this, this pit inside of them that's just so wide open that they're just hurting so much and they don't want that to come up. Mm-hmm. And so they have these two things kind of pitted against each other and they're fighting and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and, you know, for me, like learning about those, that like you those, those, um, uh, those parts. And then finally kind of the last part of like self or spirit of like, Hey, there's this part that kind of really wants you to have balance and harmony mm-hmm. and, and real authenticity. Yeah. Um, for me at that time, just even, you know, not, uh, being maybe in the same place as his clients, I was like, whoa, okay, yeah, I'm listening. Because I I very much kind of felt like, you know, manager was running the show and, and, and you know, and, and, and it was such a, I don't know, to me, it was such a spiritual model. It was such a spiritual therapeutic model because it was like saying, hey, you know, in order to kind of, you know, go through change and to take care of yourself, you do have to kind of let go of these narratives that have been you know, you've, you've created or have been impressed on you over time Mm -hmm. and listen to this, you know, still small voice that, um, has to grow and kind of develop and change. And so for me that day, I mean, therapy was off the charts changed. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, you know, it was like, 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 it was like magic. That's when it was magic. I was like, (gasps) I was like, I was like, Oh, so it's not just like words and behaviors. It's yeah. not just like this This cadence of, mm. if I say it like this, then they'll be yeah. like this. Yeah. It's not about manipulation. It's not about mm. psyching somebody out. Mm-hmm. It's literally like this magic, this real like, you know. It's
0: transformation. Like in the most magical sense, it's not if you do A, then B, you'll get to point C. It's right. so much more right. complicated and amazing. Right.
1: Right. And I and I remember um, the the last this is the last piece and then and then somebody else can take it from here, but is I remember I, I loved this song, speaking of songs, I loved this song called Rootless Tree by Damien Rice and, and the and the chorus went, you know, let me out of this hell, you mm-hmm. know, when you're around. And that to me was was what IFS was. Mm-hmm. It was like we're letting these people out of that hell that they've created yeah. for themselves. And so that again, it was just like, okay. I'm into this. I'm ready to do this. And this is like hard work, but this is going to be, you know, the most rewarding thing I can do with my life. Yeah.
0: I love that. Oh, you want me to go Jen is pointing at me okay um,
1: <laughs> she's shimmy shimmy pointing she's shimmy, shimmy pointing pointed. Jen There's is just
0: on point with the choreography today um, we need a fully musical episode at some point Jen so you uh, I can, will win that yes
2: choreograph <sighs> I mean that. I will be an authentic
0: <laughs> part of that
1: you'll, you'll win Jen you'll win
0: amazing I'm a three so you know, I like that you identified that that's the moment where you realize sort of like the magic mm-hmm. of therapy, right? Um, mm-hmm. I won't say that this is sort of like the moment where I realized that, but I'll say it's one of the sorts of therapy and one of some of the type of work where that is really impressed on me, right? Like this sort of sacredness and this magic and this real transformative um, potential. Um, so I am um, trained in EMDR. And for our listeners who don't know what that is, that's, I, I'm i going to get this. I always get the acronym incorrect. I movement desensitization reprocessing. I'm looking at Jen. Yes, yes that's, that's correct. correct. Okay, thank you, Dr. <laughs> Jen. Um, <laughs> Jen's like, yes, I approve. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's a really useful intervention when it comes to, like, working with trauma. Because it literally just kind of changes the way your brain stores traumatic memories and reacts to them. It's pretty amazing. It definitely feels like magic. Yeah, yeah. Again, magic. Um, So working with that in and of itself is a big just realization of magic. There's a lot of awe in Mm. doing that kind of work. But one of the elements of working with trauma clients that I don't think I fully realize and part that just really does psych me up is the existential element of working with trauma clients. And so what I mean by that is that when you're getting in there and you're reprocessing and you're starting to like confront these coping mechanisms and change these trauma responses there's a real crisis of identity because so much of who you have defined yourself as has been tied in with these trauma responses has been tied in with these defense mechanisms these negative cognitions all of these things that are coming from what may have happened to you in your past and i've realized that i adore just the really sacred work of helping people get in touch with the them that lies underneath all of that and sometimes it's the the first time they've really encountered that so existential therapy is like you know a total discipline but it's like it asks really big questions who am i what is what is happiness what is meaning and i really get psyched when i get to do that work with clients and i really get excited about providing a safe space for them to do that kind of exploration as a part of their healing. So I love it y'all. It's great.
2: EMDR (laughs) is phenomenal. I think it's also like, for those of you who don't know what that is, um, I think it's so amazing and so magical because Francine Shapiro like created it because she was diagnosed with cancer and as she was trying to process this great, this Mm -hmm. great big traumatic news, like that's how EMDR came to be. Um, So I love that we're talking about these theories and theorists and, People who, like, they walk the walk, like they do the work Mm -hmm. themselves, and that's how
0: these things come out. I love that. I mean, absolutely. And if we're going to talk about existential therapy, of course, one of the great fathers of that is Viktor Frankl, who
1: came out (laughs) of the
0: Holocaust in a concentration camp with a book, What Man Search for Meaning. Yeah, which I highly recommend. Yeah, absolutely spectacular. So people who have been through the things and understand understand the struggle but the importance of finding like that meaning and right. finding that healing even right. in the midst yeah yeah <laughs>
2: hey, <Jen>. so, <laughs> hey guys <laughs> um so i pointed at you back to go first because i knew you were gonna talk about trauma and emdr um and that is that is also something that like psychs me up about therapy um I I identified that trauma was going to be like a passion of mine. Like that's what I wanted to work with very early on. Um, and now kind of as my journey has continued, I have this like wonderful opportunity to work with kiddos um, and trauma within kids, which I always feel like I have to add a little bit of psychoed onto this point. Like trauma doesn't have to be like war. Mm, it doesn't yeah. have to be like this big, huge event. Um, it can be bullying in school, or yeah. a divorce, or a big move—all of that stuff. So when I say trauma in kids, like they're not little soldiers going off to war, but like in a way they are, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what yeah. kind of psychs are. me up about therapy—like working, working with my littles and just their amazingness. Um, and recently, I guess I'm a year into it right now. Um, my biggest, my biggest psych up about therapy is my therapy dog, Zero. <gasps> zero, we
3: zero love the hero. Zero. <laughs> He's a good so boy. He He's the goodest of good boys. <laughs> a good boy. Look uh, at him. He
2: is sleeping right now. Um, so I, I am working toward a credential in animal-assisted play therapy. Um, so uh, Risa Van Fleet, Tracy Faw Thompson are the people who created this. It comes out of child-centered play therapy um, in which we believe and I truly believe that like kiddos know what they need. Their mm-hmm. brain knows how they need to process right. like and they're going to process through play. Um, and who better to play with than a cute little pup? Um, who all he wants you to do is throw his ball for him. (laughs) For real. Yeah. So I love it when my kiddos come in and like, especially the first time, because scary is scary. Therapy is scary, y'all. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're seven years old, eight years old, Mm -hmm. um, five years old, maybe. Um, So to have this, this dog who is like so excited to see you and so excited to be your new best friend, like it has just opened up this whole new world for me and my clients. My favorite thing, all my not all most of my kids like to teach zero tricks Mm -hmm. i should put that in quotes um, right because like we work on the tricks between between (laughs) sessions (laughs) but like i had a client the other day who like got him to do something and the excitement oh my gosh and just that mastery and that boost in self esteem and self-efficacy like oh my gosh it's amazing everyone needs a therapy dog um and then just personally like working with your dog is the best thing ever Uh most days um, we all need breaks <laughs> like sometimes, but just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just so grateful that I work in a place where I'm allowed to bring him, and I was allowed to kind of pursue this new modality and kind of figure it out. Um, right. Yeah, right. and, like, so excited just about all of that.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean, and 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 just to speak to Jen and Zero, um, you know, I think that it's so fun when clients are, again, like, you know, they see Zero down the hall, and they're like, <gasps> can I go
2: pet him
1: and I'm like and he's
2: already next to them yeah
1: I mean it's like definitely <laughs> uh, yeah he
2: doesn't wait he doesn't wait
1: um but I also th- another magic piece that I've seen and but with zero is I know that for me in the break room there are days when I'm not doing so well y'all zero. or i'm Nose. feeling some zero sort of way zero knows zero, yeah. knows. zero, zero always zero is like okay i'll sit with you he
3: gives extra love when you need it yeah yeah because some days he just like completely ignores me and he's like you're fine and i'm like <laughs> well now i'm not <laughs> <laughs> the key is you can't want it too much. i know you can't want it and then some days i'm just sitting there and he like jumps on my lap like he's tiny or something right. he's like huge <laughs> like as big as he's me. a big 56 pounds and he wants me to carry him like he's a little baby or something yeah. he Aww. thinks he's five pounds yeah
2: it's right. great. He's So cute. but no therapy is magic and these things i mean we're gonna say it again and again i feel like in every podcast yeah. like magic and these things that psych us up like like they're i don't know where i'm going with this the magic that we've chosen to yeah. learn and the things that make us excited yeah. about this mm-hmm. and why we love what we do and continue to love what we do
0: right absolutely the things that elicit awe on a daily basis Mm. i mean how cool that we get to do a job that's capable of that y'all
1: oh yeah because we don't
2: hate our job my dad always told me that you just hate your job you don't (laughs) you don't yeah
1: yeah (laughs) yeah It, I mean, and I tell I tell clients too, and I know we're about to go to the next thing, but it really is number one. I have such a passion in this, and I feel like that's. But I just I feel so honored. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you do feel honored to kind of walk with people. I mean, the trust that our clients have the trust, in and, and and you're just you're just like wow, you know. I mean, how long has it been since potentially you've said that or talked about that or, or gone down that path? And so yeah. it, it for me again is just this place of just like complete, you know, awe that I get to be you know here and and with y'all. For sure.
3: So, Kristen, <laughs> tell us what psychs you up K-dog. about therapy. K-Dog. <laughs> what psychs me up for therapy? Um, well, okay. What psychs me up for therapy? Um, what psyched me up to get into the therapy world, because I'm not a therapist, so I can't speak on modalities and things like that, um, but... I don't know if we have enough time to to like take me back to how I got here, but uh, we can just say it was fate. Kind of like Tommy in the last episode, I accidentally took a class um, and didn't know it was what it was, and then I was like, oh, snap, and then my whole world just changed because I saw the truth and things. Um, Hmm. Got into a relationship that wasn't very healthy, and I was... In my senior year of college, really, and I i just went to college because I was the first one in my family, so that I, I was just scraping by, just doing enough. I didn't know that I was going to end up, you know, here. So um, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, And then the Legal Aid Society came and did a presentation, and I was like, oh, wow, I really relate to this. Like, this is what I want to do. I've always wanted to help people. I know that's very common, what people say. I've always wanted to help people. But Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I want to do that. I want to talk to these women and be their support because if I didn't have a support system, like, I don't know what I would do. So I want to be there for someone to have that support. And so I did an internship with Legal Aid, and then I got Mm -hmm. a job as a... Domestic violence victim advocate. Um, But it was for a nonprofit, and I lived in Clarksville and I worked in Springfield. So that was a pretty long drive. Mm. Um, It ended up not working out. And I was like, I want to stay in this counseling world because I was basically like doing counseling with no kind of. They just. It was very unorganized. Anyway, I don't know how it's legal, but. <laughs> 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 that It was like, yeah. oh, like now that I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, like who let me do that? <laughs> I yeah. didn't know what I was yeah. doing really, but uh, it was fine. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted to stay within therapy, and so I just, I mean, I don't know. I just saw the job posting and applied and talked to Jason and Daniel, and I don't know. I've been here for like over three years now, so, but um I did the intake part at my old job, obviously. Um, I I did everything with them. I did the intake and the counseling and the case management and all that. And so I was like, oh, I just do the intake part. Oh, that's cake. I got (laughs) this.
0: That is cake. And then you see your current work. And and it's just,
3: it's blown up now. Yeah, it's crazy now because when I started, we had what, like, I don't know, a few hundred clients maybe. Yeah, we had
2: like. Maybe a third of the therapists we do now.
3: Yeah, we had one little office, and now we have Clarksville and Mount Juliet and two locations and 50 therapists, and it's still just me, and it's fine, though. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> um, <why> she says. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I, I really like what I'm doing, though, a lot. I like what I'm doing. I almost went back to school because I was like, should I do therapy? I see the need for it, and then— um some personal things happened that kind of just stopped that. And I just took it as like a sign of, I think I should just stay where I'm at because Mm -hmm. I think there needs to be someone in this position where people don't know until they know. Mm -hmm. So nobody knows what to do when they're starting therapy and Mm -hmm. that's fine. And so I'm here to like answer all the questions and, you know, not judge anybody and look at their insurance and (laughs) their schedules and, you know, their, issues, I don't know what to say, They're what they're seeking for. Yeah, um, difficulties. Their difficulties, yeah. what Any they're problems? going through. I'm sure a lot of the people that call you,
0: this is their first time seeking yeah, treatment. Yeah, a lot of times, yeah.
3: Um, okay, so the process of intake, um, you can call, text, or email me. Um, and basically, sometimes, I mean, it depends. If you kind of know what you need, um, I basically just this is Kristen with connect counseling. How can I help you? And you tell me, you know, maybe some things that you're going through and you need to talk to someone. Um, and I just kind of listen to what you say, um, piece together. It's, it's a lot like a puzzle, which Mm -hmm. is really fun. I really love it. Um, I know all of our 50 therapists. And so I listen to what you're telling me and I, I, my brain just starts going to all of these different people of like, who would be a good fit for you? Oh, um, It sounds like you're having a lot of, you know, stuck points or you can't get past this or whatever. EMDR might be great for that. You should go talk to Jen. You should go talk to Beck. She does EMDR. You want couples counseling, Tommy, that would be great. You need somebody that does the Gottman method. People ask for, sometimes they like know what they're talking about, you know, and so they'll ask for specific things too. <laughs> and so, um, there's that, but yeah, you don't have to like, I mean, people call me all the time and they're like, Hey, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well let me ask you the questions then. Oh, that's um, great. what's your age? Like, how old are you? Um, do you feel like you've been nervous lately? Do you feel like you can't stop thinking mm. about a certain thing? You know, like, do you feel sad? You know, what's going on? Um. Of course, their insurance uh, plays into that, too. Do you have a preference if you're seeing a male or female? Do you have a preference on if you're seeing someone younger or older? Like, what are your preferences? What do you want? Um, right. What do you want? <laughs> Not like that, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you want for right. me? What do you want?
3: No, but, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I can ask questions, too, so you don't have to come to me with questions if you don't know So
0: that's nice. If somebody really doesn't know where to start. A lot of people don't know Yeah,
3: You're there to do your magic,
0: which sounds like is to ask the questions and to put the puzzle pieces together
3: and to fit the therapist Mm -hmm. with the client. So much fun. And it makes me so happy because like I still get to listen to people's stories and then I can just like send them off to y'all. And I know that they're in good hands. It's like the best of both worlds. So what happens if you match up a therapist and a client, and the client, for whatever reason, just, like, isn't vibing with that therapist? Like, they just aren't a good fit. That's fine. And people ask me that sometimes. They're mm-hmm. always welcome to just let me know. Um, I prefer that they let the therapist know. Um, that way, you know, maybe they were doing a certain modality, but they have something else they can do with you that might work better. Um, personality-wise, if it's not a fit, that's fine. Just let me know. Were they too hard, too soft? Um, What do you think happened? Um, Then I can just kind of, because I know all of our therapists pretty personally too, so I can kind of go from there. Do you want somebody that's going to push you more? Were they pushing you too much? You know, kind of gauge that and try again. Hmm doesn't happen often though <laughs> no you are Sorry. very good I will
0: say <laughs> you are very good mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. this is a good point to mention that as a therapist if you're not feeling it yeah it's totally okay if the vibe yes. check if we do not pass the vibe check right like, please <laughs> and sometimes get another
3: therapist until you can. No, like talk
0: to us about it we're
2: sometimes not gonna be mad the
3: vibe check is so easy like if we're emailing and they're like saying all these like really fancy cool words and you know they're like super strict I'm like okay like let's put them with somebody that's gonna be like super like that but if they're like sending me all these explanation points and smiley faces right. I'm like oh Beck is gonna love you <laughs> you're gonna love Beck and that's gonna be so fun and you I am so excited be
0: so well, Krista, thank
3: you. <laughs> I know I love I, I don't know I just I love doing that I love matching people with people
1: that is so I like and I haven't even I mean because obviously I mean I'd I think you know this, but I think you're wonderful at everything you do. I mean, you're exactly. doing such a great, uh, great job, and 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 we're so glad to have Kristen with us. But just she's just a, an amazing human. I mean, yes. just so she's really funny too, really really funny. Um, she cuts me down so hard, <laughs> and guys. <laughs>
3: It hurts. (laughs) Gotta keep them in (laughs) mind. It it, it
1: hurts. Hurts bad. Um, But no, I. I. I, That's so fun to hear about. Kind of your, you know, kind of you know backstory. You know, kind of like learning about like. I I love hearing that today. You know, of like, uh, and I really do hope. I mean, again, you know, we're probably going to have a viewer check of like you who who listens to this thing? But I just hope so much of like you know our clients and just like. People, you know, from from our, our therapist too just like get to hear this because that's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Like yeah. I, I just I love that because um, you know, kind of that puzzle piece, mm-hmm. you know, mentality. When I think of it's like so I fun. have zero doubt in my mind when I get somebody from you, mm-hmm. I'm like, Yeah, cool. You know, I mean I <laughs> know it's I gonna be I know it's Yeah, we just be, accept it. Seriously. I'm yeah, like I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. That's you know, really and, and and so I, I just I think that what you do, I mean, we've said it. You know, multiple times, but it is magic, and and very much is a part of this kind of, you know, that that machine that I think is here, and 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 so thank you for all that you do.
3: Thanks, Tommy. Yeah. Thanks. I'm a very um vulnerable, vulnerable person, so um, yeah. I I listened to a lot of like Brene Brown and stuff like that when I was back at Legal Aid, and like. I don't know. It's so funny now. I even have like a little quote like at the end of my email from Brene Brown because oh, okay. I don't know, like you just, you're not closed mouths don't get fed. And like mm. you got to, you know, right. you got to speak up for yourself. And that can be hard. It can so, be
0: hard, but it's so important that they have somebody like you to model that for them. You were the first point of contact yes. for a lot of people yeah. who may have never let themselves experience that kind of vulnerability before true, And it's really great yeah, that you get to model sure. that, that you get to be that first safe person that they reach out to yeah. for help. I love that. And,
2: and I it's... do hope if someone is listening to this, fingers crossed, that um, <laughs> has never had therapy or maybe considering it, like... You know, Kristen fills this role for us of someone who, like, is that first point of contact, who is there to hear you and sit with you and hold space for you. And there are other people, too. So, like, whether you're calling Connect or you're calling Mm -hmm. someone else, like, you know, no one, hopefully, I can't speak for everyone, I suppose, but hopefully no one is going to, like, cut you down. Hopefully that experience of talking to someone for the first time is going to be fulfilling and instill confidence in you that, like, you are making good choices and doing the right thing Mm -hmm. by making that phone call.
1: Right.
3: Mostly right. I just want the clients to feel heard yeah. and and the therapists too. I want them to worry about doing therapy. I don't want them to be <laughs> looking for clients or checking insurance and doing all that kind of stuff either. Like they need to just like focus on their job um, and do what they do. And I know what they do so they don't have to worry about, you know, a good fit or anything like that. Hopefully not a lot. So yeah, it's full circle kind of. It is. So maybe now is
2: a good time not to introduce my own segment. Breakdown with extra Jen. <laughs> the breakdown with extra Jen.
0: <laughs>
2: But part of what Kristen does so there are lots of different types of therapy and therapists. And part of what Kristen does is she kind of keeps all the information and knowledge about who we are and what we do, um, license wise and modality wise, in her head as she like makes these matches for us. So I want to take like just. A couple minutes and kind of break down like the different types of therapists, um, because normally when clients first hear about us, maybe not normally, maybe a lot. Kristen, you'll know better than me. They hear about us through a website such as Psychology Today, um, which is a Great place to find a therapist if you need one. Um, but there's lots of lots of words on that website or any website or any yeah. Google search. So I just want to take a second. So in the counseling therapy field, there are lots of different licensers, lots of different professions. Um, the big ones are psychiatrists, psychologists, licensed professional counselors, marriage and family therapists, and social workers, mm-hmm. at least in the state of Tennessee. They can have different names outside of the state of Tennessee, but that's Tennessee. Um, so just a quick breakdown of those. So psychiatrists are your medical doctors. They're your MDs. They're going to be doing assessments and prescribing medications. Sometimes they also do therapy. I know a lot of psychiatrists who do phenomenal therapy. Therapy, um, but that is not their main kind of education. Um so, if you're looking for medication, psychiatrist is, psychiatrist is what you're going to want. Psychologists kind of come next. Um, also, psychologists can provide counseling. A lot of them do, and they can be phenomenal. phenomenal. But their education mostly lies in assessment. Um, so, if you are referred for a psychiatric evaluation, or you ask the question like, "Do I have ADHD?" Um, a psychologist is tend to be is going to tend to be who you see for that. It's important to note that in some states, um, Nevada, I think New Mexico, Puerto Rico, psychologists can prescribe medication, but that is not the case in Tennessee. Um, your next kind of down the list um, would be a social worker, licensed professional counselor, marriage and family therapist. Um, we all have a little bit of different education, but we all kind of do the same thing. So a social worker, their education is going to lie more in like systems, kind of case management, how to manage big groups, how to find you the resources that you need. Um, they have that license of Im- licensed masters of social work, um, as well as a licensed clinical social worker. If you're going to a therapist doing talk therapy um, with a social worker, they're going to be that licensed clinical social worker in LCSW. Um, licensed professional counselors in the state of Tennessee, they have the designation of mental health service provider. Um, our education is just in the individual. We have a lot of assessment, a lot of treatment education. So we're trained to work with individuals. However, we also have some training in couples and families. So we can see whoever, whenever, whatever is within our kind of scope of practice, the modalities that we choose to be trained in. Same with marriage and family therapist They have a lot more education and systems in systems and in. <laughs> in couples counseling in dancing. family counseling and they can also see individuals as well um, and within all those big broad ranges you have a bunch of different credentials like um, a registered play therapist Or um, a supervisory credential or um, I've got a clinically certified trauma provider credential. Like there's just a bunch of different ones. Um, So just know that this profession is full of alphabet soup Mm -hmm. and, you know, find someone you like, find someone you vibe with and we're going to trust them to act ethically and tell you what they can and cannot do and can and cannot help you with.
1: Zing! Whoa! <laughs> Doctor Jin is—I told y'all she's smart. I mean, that was like—I mean—that was—that was incredible. Thank you. Yeah. I know. And she, she didn't was, even don't, look
3: at anything. No. She didn't even write it down yeah. or anything. Yeah. Off, and and, and, and
1: you guys, I mean, this isn't a video, but she was doing like TikTok dances while she was. <laughs> she was. It was like, it was She was, was not even was out of breath chill. or anything. It was pretty chill. Like the whip, the nay nay, all those. I, I, I mean, did not
2: was, whip nor nay
3: nae Yeah,
1: yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure.
3: Okay, guys.
1: Vulnerability. Remember Dr. Jen?
3: I think that... um. And also the difference between, like, what we can do in Tennessee and other places and things like that, it's also different what we do, like, within Connect. Because I feel like there's a bunch of LPCs that really act like LCSWs, like, they're really, you know, laid back and stuff. And then there's, like, some MFTs that don't even do marriage counseling anymore. And so it's, like, really, yeah, um... I wouldn't get too wrapped up into the letters is what I would tell people because sometimes they're like searching for a specific and I'm like, well, I really have somebody else that would be a good fit for you, but Mm. like Hmm. for an LPC. So, or, you know, whatever, they're not matching what exactly you're looking for. Like, you think we can let go of that a little bit, like you know? <laughs> There's a big saying so in the important? therapy world of trust the process.
2: Yeah. Um, so I encourage anyone who calls to search for a therapist to to have that conversation and to trust this yeah. process. And like you're going to mm-hmm. end up with who you're supposed to be with, whether that's the first right. therapist you see or the third one. Right. right. Like just just hang in there. Right. Be the kitten hanging on the branch.
3: Yes. Aww. That's cute. <laughs> cute image.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, I think that, um, I mean, we're kind of in that wrap-up mode where we're going to talk about what's on next for our next episode. (laughs) And so I'm really excited about our next episode because it's going to be great and it's going to be amazing. And it's TBA. So,
0: (laughs) you know, (laughs) just tune in and you'll find out what its it is. It'll be a surprise. But,
1: But just, just again, you know, as have you seen in these, you know, first two episodes, we very much are interested in kind of having fun and just we're, we're friends and, and colleagues, but we also do want you to walk away here with with uh, information and, and hopefully, you know, some, some materials to hang your hat on. You know, we don't... Um I, I love talking about music, but, you know, when, when I start, you know, just the process, and then Dr. Jen's like, well, let's make that also educational, you know, and so, so we all, there's checks and balances, folks, that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying, and, uh, but, but we're really just thankful that you're along with us on this ride and this journey, and uh, hopefully this is, this is helpful for you as well, and with that, we say good night.
0: Good love night. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us and Connect Counseling Center on our website, connectcounselingcenter.com.
2: Once again, this podcast is for entertainment and psychoeducational purposes only. If you find yourself in any kind of crisis, please immediately go to your nearest ER, call 911, or call the suicide hotline number at 800-273-8255.